0: Thank you so much, Jacob. How is everybody this morning? Are we good? Um, so go the Dockers. Did they win? <laughs> um, the, um, the hoodies are $50 and all profits go towards our building fund. You know, we're still believing and praying for our building. I can see, feel and touch it. It's not too far away. So be, please be praying and please continue to give into our building fund. Uh, so we're super excited about that. Now I heard this week it was National Volunteers Week. Or national volunteers day and so i just want to take this opportunity just to thank all our volunteers you know church just doesn't happen you know it happens because of our volunteers and so i want to thank uh, every single person that volunteers here at everyday church put your hands together pat yourself on the back um, so that's awesome and um you know just god's just been really um you know we're so dependent on each other aren't we like we've all we're all part of the body of Christ we all have different gifts and talents and not one of us can do it without the other and and something that I'm really beginning to realize actually dropped in my spirit when I was doing the empower course last week is that's how God designed us he hasn't designed us well we can't be independent we can't go off in our own strength we're so dependent on each other and it's exactly how God wants it to be and so as volunteers as team here at everyday church uh we have each other and we keep pushing forward and so i want to say thank you so much um we heard an incredible message by pastor jacob uh last sunday and and basically he talked about us interacting with this invisible realm He talked about us not just interacting with this see, feel, touch realm, but this invisible realm, understanding that every decision we make and every action action that we take uh, is connected to this invisible realm. And being able to connect with that is the beginning of growing up. It's the beginning of spiritual maturity. It's it's having an understanding of this and awareness of it and allowing our footsteps to be ordered by the Lord you know, where we make eternal footprints in the sands of time, connecting with this invisible realm, not just the sea, touch and fill fill realm. And so if you missed that message, I really encourage you to jump online and have a listen. And I'm just going to pray. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, Father God. We commit this message to you, Lord God. We pray that your word word would go forth, Father. We pray your spirit would go before And we thank you for your word right now, Lord God, in Jesus' name. So the key scripture that we've been working from is this. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, it says this. So come on, let's leave the preschool finger-painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. The basic foundational truths are in place. God helping us will stay true to all of that But there's so much more So let's get on with it I love this piece of scripture And it so has challenged me And please don't think for a second this morning That I'm preaching at you God, I'm telling you God's been doing a work in me uh, As I've been prepping this message And as Pastor Jacob preached last Sunday And uh, I've got my work cut out for me as well So please do not think I'm preaching at you this morning but you know, we all get to a place in life and in our Christian walk where we know what the spiritual disciplines are. We know what the foundational truths are. We know where to pray. We know where to read our Bible. We know where to go and get baptized. We know there's a heaven and there's a hell, and that we'll be spending eternity somewhere. We know that God says that it's integral that we gather with the saints. We know it's important to be in church. You know, that's not just something pastors and uh, come up with just because they want to see uh, seats filled. It's in the Bible. Yeah. We know it's so important. It, the scripture says, don't stop gathering with the saints. We need to be with fellow believers, with like-minded people. We know we're meant to be in growth group. We know we're meant to tithe. We know we're meant to put God first. We know we're meant to give and be generous and to forgive. We know all these things. We know these spiritual disciplines these kingdom keys that have been given to us and they're not there so that we can fall short and feel bad about ourselves and and fall into condemnation you know they're not there because it's based on the law it's through grace but because these disciplines and kingdom keys bring more and more freedom and fruit into our lives, that's why it's there. That's why we operate in this realm. That's why we do these things, for freedom, for fruit, for more revelation. You know, God wants to, us to live the abundant life. Jesus came for us to live the abundant life. That's why God sent his son, so that we could live an overflowing life. And then he gives us uh, instructions and and he gives us the bible to help us live that life it's so key and so the author of hebrews um, and you know the, the theologians don't really know who wrote hebrews they don't know they think maybe it was paul they think uh it could have been barnabas maybe it was apollos or maybe it was even priscilla wouldn't that be cool girls if it was priscilla have you ever heard that before Maybe it was Priscilla that wrote the book of Hebrews, but they don't really know. Um, and I was on a Zoom meeting actually this week. I was, uh, it was called Women in Leadership. And uh, it was with uh, our state president, Pastor Joel Shalara. It was with Professor Dr. Uh, Jackie Gray from Alpha Crucis in Adelaide, and with Donna Kipps from Al- Alpha Crucis here in Perth. And I learned something that I found so Im- inspiring. But in the early 1900s, there were 30 Pentecostal churches in Australia that had been planted. There were 30 of them, and 27 of them were planted and led by women. How inspiring is that? And, you know, it's so good that regardless of our gender, and then the war happened and, and the women had to be at home and then we're, uh, the church kind of conformed to that culture and that's why we don't see uh, so many senior pastor, lead senior pastor females. But how awesome is it, regardless of our gender, Amen. that God calls us to walk into what he's given us? You know, it doesn't matter. It's the Holy Spirit was given to male and female to preach and minister the gospel. But that's just a side note. Let's not be held back women. But the author, whoever it was, is saying to these Jewish Christians, let's move past these elementary truths. Yeah. Let's m- move past these basic foundational things that are in place. Let's just get on with it. Yeah. You know what they are. I know what they are. Yeah. Let's just get on, on with it. Let's let's apply it to our lives. Let's not do away with it. They need to happen. They have to happen, but let's move past it. So you know. Why? Because God has so much more. He has so much more for you. He has so much more for me, and he has so much more for our church. Yeah. And, 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 and the author is pleading with these Jewish Christians, please, let's just get on with it because I have so much more to show you. You know, many years ago when I was struggling with a drug addiction I um, decided I wanted to get better, I thought I'm just so sick of this life, I don't want to live like this anymore and, uh, and I'm going to take steps to get better and so it was my first genuine attempt of taking a step to, to not want to live this life anymore so I took myself off to the local GP, the doctor and I said to him, I said look I'm, I'm a struggling drug addict, I, I just can't stop, I want to stop, I don't want to live like this anymore, can you please help me? And he looked at me and and he said to me, he said, you're either going to grow up or he said, you're going to die. And um, I'm not sure what I said. (laughs) I'm not sure. I don't think I said thank you. (laughs) He proceeded to prescribe me uh, four bottles of pills uh, and then he sent me on my way. And I was thinking, that's pretty rude. Here I am, you know, just saying, I need help, please help me. Uh, you know, wh- where's the sympathy, you know, and all he says to me, you're going to grow up or die. And, uh, and But as I went on my way, I came to realise at some point, eventually, I know I've got a bit of Sicilian in me, it can be a little bit stubborn, but at some stage I realised, hey, the ball's in my court. Yeah. The ball is in my court. Yeah, and I have a choice to make. And I really do, I have a choice to grow up or I have a choice to die. That was my choice. No one else could do it for me. It was on me. It was on me to take ownership of what I wanted to do. And I'd like to say my first choice was to grow up, but my first choice was to die. So, but after an attempted suicide, my second choice was to grow up. I know it's the Sicilian It's coming out, I know. Fast forward 10 years later down the track, right, I've completed rehabilitation, I've completed a program, I'm a functioning member of society, well as, as functioning as you'll get, uh, and, and I'm working for a ministry that's changing people's lives on the front line, working for this ministry, I'm contributing, life is good, right? And, But after many years of doing that, that f- I felt like there was something still missing. Yeah. I, I felt there, I, I just feeling, I'm felt i feeling unfulfilled. There's, I knew I was meant to be doing something and I wasn't doing it. And you see, for many years, I would get asked, normally by uh, the same ministry and and mainly by one person, to speak at different places, at different events, at different functions, at at schools, at rotary clubs, at at fundraisers. And and generally, it was that they wanted me to share my testimony, to, to share about and testify of the goodness of God. To talk about the miracle that took place in my life, that's something to testify about, right? But you see, my answer was always no. And the reason was, was because I was too scared. I was too scared. But eventually I got to a place in my life that the unfulfillment, the pain of unfulfillment became too much to bear. And I had a choice to make. I had a choice to grow up or be miserable, (laughs) be unfulfilled not walk in what God had truly (coughs) called me to. And don't get me wrong, I was being obedient in a lot of areas, I was being faithful, but there was this one area that God was touching on and I had a choice to make, grow up or be miserable, be unfulfilled, be feel like there's something more, there's something missing. And, you know, I chose to grow up eventually (laughs) after 10 years of saying no, which meant facing my fears. It meant working through my issues and realising that life wasn't about me and what I wanted. It wasn't about me. It was about God and his people. It was about testifying to the goodness of him. It was sharing the miracle that had been done in my life so that others could catch it and think, hey, I could have that too. Or, hey, I want to give in to that so that ministry can keep running. Fast forward another 10 years to today. Right now where I'm standing, fast forward to here, And God is still challenging me. Right now, over the past few weeks, God's challenging me. I'm telling you, I'm not preaching to you this morning. And He's saying to me, grow up or stay comfortable. Grow up or stay where you're at. Grow up. And I'm not miserable, but there's more. I know there's more. There's always more. Except we tend to lean more towards our comfort zone. And two things I've come to realise about growth is, number one, it's a choice. Growth is chosen. Growth is chosen. And number two, it's generally, if not always, the harder path. But certainly the most rewarding. Definitely the most rewarding. And so much like the doctor was urging me to grow up, quite rudely I thought, but (laughs) I'm still talking about it 20 years later, so... (laughs) he must have made some sort of an impact and just like the author of hebrews just like god is urging me to grow up the author of hebrews is is urging these jewish christians to grow up too if we back up a little to the end of hebrews chapter 5 right before the key scripture it says this it says i have a lot more to say about this but it is hard to get it across to you since you've picked up this bad habit of not listening it's in the bible <laughs> coming back to growth is a choice you know people can't make you grow people cannot make you grow they can recommend it they can encourage it they can say the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and then again and then some more and then some, and, and then again but they can't make you grow they cannot make you grow If you don't want to grow, you don't grow. People can't make you grow. And when you don't want to grow, you do pick up this bad habit of not listening, of tuning out, and you only want to hear the story that you're telling yourself and you'll only talk to anybody else that's going to tell you that same story. You don't want to go where truth is. You want to go where someone's going to tell you the same story that you're telling yourself because you don't want to grow. I'm preaching to myself here god's been knocking on my heart and i had my own story for about 10 years i'm not a speaker that was my story i only do one-on-ones i don't do groups i'm not a speaker it's so selfish it was all about me wasn't it forget about the others that needed to be ministered to or needed to be set free from drug addiction and alcoholism don't worry about that but i had my story and we all have our stories. I'm sure you've got your stories. I've got some more stories. I'm not going to tell you about them. When I come through them, I'll let you know. <laughs> but I've got some stories right now I'm telling myself, and it ain't cutting it. God doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about my stories. But he wants me to grow, and he wants you to grow too. And so the author was saying to these Jewish Christians, there is so much for you, but you're not listening. You're stuck in your ways. You're stuck in your own story. You're stuck in your own stubbornness. You're stuck in your traditions. We have our traditions, don't we? We read on. We'll get off this not listening part. Don't like this bit. Next verse. By this time, you ought to be teachers yourselves, yet here I find you need someone to sit down with you and go over the basics on God again. Starting from square one, baby's milk, when you should have been on solid food long ago. Ouch. It's in the Bible. I reckon it was Priscilla. Maybe it was, all, maybe it was Paul, Barnabas, Apollos, I don't know. Milk is for beginners, inexperienced in God's ways. Solid food is for the mature who have some practice in telling right from wrong. It's there in black and white. Is it black and white on the screen? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. The author was telling them in essence that they're being immature. Why do we have to keep going over the basics? why you should have been teaching others by now but they hadn't even been applying what they'd learned so far we think we can get away with it no we have to apply it they weren't even living by the basic truths they were struggling to move past tradition they were struggling to move past certain doctrine they were struggling to move past certain mindsets They were struggling to move past the basics into what God had for them next. And for them to get to that next level of understanding, they needed to cut off some of their Jewish ties. Some of us need to be cutting some things off. Cut, 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 cut. Getting rid of that stuff so we can move into what God has for us next. They needed to stop holding on to their life. You know, we hold on so tight, thinking it's our life. I love my life, except you really are miserable because you're whinging and complaining about it, but you won't let go of it because it's comfortable. And God's like, I've got this amazing life here. Let go, cut it off. I'm thinking about the grapes I was cutting yesterday, and Chinyama was watching me. You know, they needed to stop being so reluctant. You know, I'm I'm quite a reluctant, I have to really get pushed to step into all that God's got for me. Reluctant. Who's reluctant? These Jewish Christians needed to stop being so reluctant and move out of their comfort zone into all that God had for them. You know, growth comes when we move out of our comfort zones. That's when growth comes. You know, very little growth happens when we're comfortable. Very little growth happens. The only growth that does happen, I don't know if I should say this, (laughs) is we get fat. (laughs) It's true, and I'm not talking about in the physical, though you possibly, when you're comfortable, you sit on the couch a lot, you could get, you know, you could put on a bit of weight just sitting on the couch and not getting out and about, but I'm talking about in the spiritual. We do, we get fat in the spiritual When when we're meant to have muscle, and the question is, do you want to be muscle? You want to be fat in the spiritual. Because when we're when we're comfortable, the the growth isn't happening. Things loosen up. And God wants us to be muscle in the spiritual realm, and not fat. And to be muscle, if that's your choice, because remember, it's your choice: grow up or die, grow up or be miserable, grow up and do whatever you want. It's your choice your choice. But if you want to be muscle, you have to, we have to, I have to move out of our comfort zone. We have to move out of our comfort zone. Growth is a choice. I think about the story of uh, Caleb and Joshua uh, when they went into um, the promised land. So they were sent in the, into the promised land with 10 other spies and they were meant to check it out and come back and give a report. And um, But 10 of the spies, 10 of the spies, they came, they, they came back to give their report and they said, no way, we can't do it. They said, the cities are huge, they're well fortified, the giants are so big, they're huge, the enemies are too big, we, we cannot defeat them, we shouldn't go. And that was the report that they gave. And the sad thing is, is this is what they said. They said, let's pick a new leader and let's head back to Egypt. They would have much rather gone back to Egypt, gone back into bondage, gone back into slavery, gone back to where they'd just come from, than move into the promised land. They had a choice to make. Grow up or be miserable. Grow up or be miserable, stay comfortable with what they know. They knew Egypt, they knew it. They, they were used to being in slavery, they knew it. Or get out of their comfort zone. They had a choice. And you know, I think a, a lot of the issues that we have a lot of the time as to why we choose not to grow is how we feel about ourselves. It's how we feel about ourselves. We don't put ourselves out there because we view ourselves a certain way. So these spies, this is what they said in Numbers chapter 13, they said, and this is speaking of their enemies that they had to conquer, conquer. alongside them we felt like grasshoppers and they looked down on us as if we were grasshoppers. So they saw themselves a certain way, they viewed themselves a certain way. You know, some some of us don't move out of our comfort zone because we think we can't do it. We have a certain view about ourselves. We feel small compared to others. We feel ill-equipped. We feel inadequate. We have this negative view about ourselves. We, alongside them, we compared ourselves to them and, and alongside them, we seem like grasshoppers and they even look down on us as if we're grasshoppers. I mean, you just think about the stories that you tell yourself when you compare yourself to other people. When you look at someone that's just doing amazing things and, and, and you think, well, there's no way I could ever do that. We compare ourselves and we think we can't do it and we don't think we can do what God is calling us into and so we stay the same in our comfortable little box, not really growing, spinning our wheels and wondering why our life isn't working. But in order to grow up in Christ, we have to move out of our comfort zones and we need to have the same spirit and attitude that Caleb and Joshua had. Do you know what they said? We can surely do it. God is on our side. They have no protection. We have God and he said that land is ours so that land is ours. That was the attitude and the spirit that Caleb and Joshua had. 100% we can do it. And they pleaded with the people. They said, don't rebel against God. Don't fear those people. You know the greatest uh, uh, trap, the proverb said, uh, the the fear of man, the fear of people is a trap. It's a snare. It's a trap. It will get you. And they're saying, don't fear the people. You know, Caleb and Joshua were willing to move out of their comfort zone to go to the next level, to do what God was saying, to be obedient and to operate in faith, interact with that invisible realm, not just the sea feel, touch realm. That's what the other spies were doing, but they were seeing further into what God had for them. Amen? If our God is for us, who can be against us? Let's say that again. If our God is for us, who can be against us? We have to have a spirit like Caleb and Joshua who were the only two men from their generation to enter the promised land. And the promised land was flowing with milk and honey. It was more freedom. It was fruit. It was abundance. It was, it was where they were meant to be. It was what God was calling them into. But they had to be obedient to the instruction. They had to be obedient to what God was saying to them. And they had to operate in faith and operate on that word. Numbers fourteen twenty four says, "But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it." You know, sometimes it's not even about us; it's about the generations. It's about seeing them set free and we have to move past these foundational truths, these elementary truths, these basics and begin to teach and begin to reach out and begin to step into all that God has for us, being an example. You know, people are watching our lives. We think no one's watching, but people are watching. They're watching everything you do. We're such an example in God's kingdom. It's so important that we're living it out. Because people are watching, those around us, our peers, our pe- the, the kids coming behind us, the next generation. We're an example, whether we like it or not. If you're a believer in, the ha- in this house, you are an example. People are watching you. Yeah. And it's important that, that we're doing the right thing, that we're applying these things to our lives so that they can too. Yeah. You know, the greatest leadership is to lead by example. Yeah. And we're all leaders because we all have an influence around us. doesn't matter where you're placed, we all influence somebody. So you're a leader in the house. Daniel in the Bible had an excellent spirit. He had exceptional qualities that stood out. He knew what was right and he did it. He did these spiritual disciplines three times a day. He was in a foreign place with a wicked king in his palace serving a wicked king. He got taken out of everything that he knew and he got put in this palace with this wicked king but he still did what was right. He still served his God. Three times a day it said he opened the window that faced Jerusalem and he prayed and he committed to what he knew and he stayed true to who he was and who his God was and he chose to grow where he was planted regardless And the cool thing was that because of that, he got put in charge of the whole kingdom just because he did what was right. He had exceptional qualities. He embraced an excellent spirit and we can all embrace an excellent spirit. Every single one of us. It doesn't matter what gifts and talents you have or what God's called you to. We can all embrace an excellent spirit. Growth is a choice and in order for us to grow up, our roots have to go down deep. Doesn't it? We need to be planted. Do I have plants beside me, behind me? So they're growing, their roots are going further down and they're growing and they have to have the right stuff for them to grow, the right soil, the right water. It's the same with us. Our roots have to go down deep in order for us to grow which means we need to be planted. We need the basics in place, the foundations, the spiritual disciplines applying it to our lives. And like Pastor Jacob shared last week, it's, is your house built on a sand or on rock? If it's on sand and the storms come, what does that mean? You don't have your foundations in place. The storms come, surely it's going to collapse, you're going to sink. But if you've built it on a rock, the storms come, you will not be shaken. We will not be shaken be shaken. Your roots are going down deep. We cannot grow if our roots are not going down deep. What does that even mean? It means consistency. Consistency is so key. You don't just do something once. Oh, it didn't work. I'm not going to do it again. It's consistency. It's week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out, doing the right thing over and over and over and over again and keep doing it. Even if you don't see results straight away because there's an invisible realm, remember? And something's happening and we have to trust that something's happening. But all we got to do is keep doing the same thing, the right thing, over and over and over again. That's stability, that's consistency, that's roots going down deep. It's not one week this and the next week that or then no we're going to do this and now we're going to do that. It's like, no, just keep doing what's right, what God's called you to. Stabilise, be consistent Be an example. Be who God's called you to be. People are watching. You're an example. I'm an example. Week in, week out, month by month, year by year. You know my favourite scripture because I live by this. It's how I'm still standing here today because I've done this. My favourite scripture, Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we'll reap the harvest if we do not give up. It's got me through so many times. Let us not become weary of doing good. We get tired. We all get tired. Sometimes it's tiring. But we just keep doing what's right. Staying consistent, planted in his love, in prayer, in gathering with the saints, being in church. That should just be a non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. You've made that decision and that's it. That's it. Growth group. It's only fortnightly. Surely we can clear our schedules. I don't think it's that hard. Once a fortnight, this is what I do. Can I go here? No, sorry, I have growth group. No, sorry, I'm in church. Consistency, doing what's right, building a foundation, getting your roots down deep, staying strong, growing up in his house, growing up in the word, in our tithes, our finances need to be planted in God's house. I mean, there's blessing attached to it. There's blessing attached to it. So key. You know, it's hard to teach people basic foundational truths if you're not putting it into place yourself. So I can't ask someone to come up here and, and share a, 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 a message on giving or tithing if you're not tithing yourself. It doesn't work like that. I can't ask someone to teach a new Christian's course if you're not putting in the basics yourself. It doesn't work like that. So we all need to take that next step so then we can start reaching out and teaching others and growing and moving forward together. And that's why the author was urging them to grow up. He's saying you should be teachers by now. Stop getting caught up in doctrine and in your own mindsets and opinions and cultures and, and being led by your feelings. You know, we hear so much about feelings these days. I mean, feelings are good, and they have a place. That's important. We should we should be in tune with our feelings. I get that, but but we shouldn't be led by them. We shouldn't be led by them. We should be led by the Word of God, because that's what's true and that's what's right. Feelings mean nothing when if, it, if, it, if God's Word has to override your feelings, is what I'm trying to say. And I'm not saying disregard feelings, because I've done that, and that's not good either to be in tune with our feelings let's not take it too far but let's not take it the other way where i feel this i feel that so who cares it doesn't matter it matters what god's word says it matters to do what's right it matters to be consistent milk is for beginners inexperienced in god's ways solid food is for the mature who have some practice in telling right from wrong another translation says solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters perceive heavenly matter interacting with the invisible realm there's so much more you know it's not always comfortable to tithe it's not always comfortable to get to growth group it's not always comfortable to get up early and read your Bible and pray it's not always comfortable to serve it's not always comfortable to forgive it's not always comfortable to love and pray for your enemies you ever done that? Them, Lord, may everything that they put their hand to prosper. And they've hurt you. It's not always comfortable to walk out in forgiveness, it's not always comfortable to face your fears. The first time I had to get up when I said yes, honestly, all I had to say was thank you. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't die. (laughs) I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't comfortable when I preached my first sermon, I was so uncomfortable. It's not always comfortable to work through your issues. It's not always comfortable to say yes to God. Growth and comfort don't go together. But God is calling us out of our comfort zones and we have to make a choice. And it is the harder path, but it's so much more rewarding. Are you hearing it this morning? And the question is, is, the question is, it's always going to come back to you. Where is God challenging you? to step out of your comfort zone and just get on with it what area is he speaking to you this morning is God calling you to make a decision in a certain area to grow up are we still going over the basics are you still trying to change God's mind and wrestle with him and trying to divide up the scriptures and say well that doesn't really mean that and that means that and blah 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 telling yourself your own story we just want to do it get on with it we've got work to do got to get past that. God is urging you because there's so much more. Why? Because he has plans for you personally. Daniel, he has plans for you. Alicia, he's got plans for you. He's got plans for you. He has plans to outwork in your life. He has promotions to give you. He wants to give you more money. Really? That doesn't match up with my drop. Well, yeah. He wants to increase your finances by his way. He has more than you could ever dream or ask. He has more mysteries and truths that he wants to show you because he wants to reveal more of himself to you. He wants you to go deeper in your level of understanding of him. He wants to draw you closer. But he needs you to move past these elementary truths. He needs you to put into place these basic foundational truths so that we can continue to walk in all that God's got for us. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for who you are, Father. I thank you that you are our king, you are the God that we serve. I thank you that we are a church where our roots go down deep, Father God, that we are planted in your house, in your love, in prayer, in your word, Lord, and that we're consistent, Father God. We keep doing what's right, Lord, week in and week out, Father God. And Lord, I pray where you're touching people's hearts right now in areas that they know they have to step out of their comfort zone, Lord God, there's something that they know that they need to be doing and they won't be unfulf- uh, fulfilled until they do that, Lord. I pray that you give them the strength and the courage and the faith that they need to be obedient to you, Father God. I pray you'd move powerfully in their lives, Lord God, that you'd pour out all that you have for them, Father God, that you'd lead and guide them, Lord. And I say today we make a commitment, Lord God, because as a church you have a plan for us, Lord God, Imagine together what God's got for us as we all step out of our comfort zones. Imagine the people on the other side of our obedience. There's people waiting for us to step out of our comfort zones to do what you're calling us to do. And their lives are waiting to be impacted. And so today, in fact, if you want to make that stand today, I ask you to stand if that's okay. If you make that stand today, I ask you to stand. If there's an area in your life where you're like, God, I'm going to do that. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone into all that you're calling me into. I'm going to begin to view myself, have you view me, that I can do it, that 100% we've got this because you said it, it is there. And so today we make a stand. We choose you. Thank you for who you are, Lord. I pray for every single person that's standing, Lord. I pray that you'd continue to move in their lives, Lord God. You'd have your way, Father. Touch them, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Father God. Just take your seats. And just if there's anyone here before we close the service, anyone online or in the building, if you uh, have never entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the best decision I ever made was to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And if that's you in the building or online, we're just going to say a simple prayer. And it's just that step, getting out of your comfort zone and taking that step towards God. So if you can pray after me, church, God, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me I ask that you wash me clean forgive my sins and today I choose to live for you Amen if you prayed that prayer for the very first time we would love to pray for you online uh, send us a message and congratulations as well Church we're going to worship and let God continue to work in your heart uh, this morning as we worship our King and we'll just hand over to Paula thanks Paula just as we're worshipping, guys, uh, God was just speaking to me and I heard one of those words, I am not. And, and I just as I just want to get everyone to stand and we're going to worship. But I want us to, as we're worshipping, let God speak to those I am not. I clearly heard the words, I'm not a mourning person. And I just believed that for so long with everything, but it's contrary. So let's just let those things come up and let's actually reframe those words.